The book was better. There we go. Alrighty. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Book Was Better podcast. I am Kaylee Clark. I'm Taylor Colette. And um, I'm going to apologize. I'm going to, I'm sniffly. It's one of the, like, doesn't matter if I'm pregnant with a boy or a girl. I, like, after so many weeks, I hit a certain point in my pregnancy and I'm just constantly congested. Mm. So I sound sick and I'm not actually sick. And it's really fun when I'm like at work and I'm like, I promise I'm not sick. Like post pandemic, <laughs> it's like, I'm not sick. It's a pregnancy symptom. Like, <laughs> um, but for those of you who have not been on our social medias or listened yeah, listen to, to the mini minisode, <laughs> um, I am pregnant. I'm having a little boy in December. Um, and then Taylor's fun news is she's leaving her, um, miserable job and will be able to dedicate more of her time to the podcast as well as her shop and doing graphic design work and other, other fun things. So if you missed the last minisode, there is the very, very watered down version of it. <laughs> if you want more, go listen to that minisode. Yes. Um, was there anything of, I don't think there's any other announcements really. Oh, other than we need your book recommendations for the next reading calendar. That will actually be made this time because I, like because we just Taylor said. Because be at her miserable job. <laughs> yes. I will have a lot more time now. Sorry. And I'm always tired because pregnant. So just sniffly and yawning and yeah, it's lots of fun. Anyways. Um, today we are talking about Divergent, the first book in the Divergent series. Isn't it just called the Divergent series? It doesn't have like a different name yet, does it? I have no idea. It's just called the Divergent series. Okay, cool. And, um, for those of you who don't know or don't remember, this is Taylor's first time reading and watching this series. Yeah. And, uh, I... I have seen the first movie before, but only the first movie. And I've read Divergent and Insurgent. And I think I something made me mad or something like halfway or partway through Allegiant and I stopped. <laughs> or maybe it was even before I started reading Allegiant. I just got like something made me mad. Do you know what I think it was? I think I somehow heard spoilers. Oh, and I got mad and it like the spoilers made me mad. And I was like, okay, I'm not even going to bother reading it then. Like, which is rare for me because normally I'm like such a completionist that like, even if I'm not really enjoying a book, like I finish it just because I like, it's a mental thing. Like I have to finish it, you know, but there's only two books that I can think of off the top of my head where I never finished them after I started reading them. One being Breaking Dawn, which we talked about when yes. we covered the Twilight series. <laughs> And then this series with uh, Allegiant, the last book of this one. And then I've never read four, but that's that's almost like a. It's a like different, isn't it? Off. 
like not it's a spin-off, like a, but it's like yeah, it's like it's the, not it's not a part of the main storyline. It it's doesn't actually like, like contribute the, to the main storyline. Uh, Hunger Games book that just came out, the Ballad of Songbirds and oh, Snakes. Oh, the Ballad of Songbirds, which is becoming a movie now. So excited. We're so definitely going we'll to cover that. We'll get to cover it again, yeah. <laughs> In a full episode compared to a mini-sode. Yep. But yeah, so... Well, I'm curious to hear Taylor's thoughts after her first experience. So... <laughs> I still I enjoyed them. the book and the movie. Really? This first time around. <laughs> I think the this first one really isn't that bad. I think it's when we get... At least on, on my end, it's when we continue moving along that I start to really go like mm, I think like it really starts to differ I, and fall apart I think there's two issues that I have here one I didn't read it when I was in high school so I have no nostalgia associated yeah, with this these series. kinds of books yeah well I also didn't read it in high school because it it came out when I was a senior <laughs> and I didn't read it right. when it first came out so I read it in college Yes, but I didn't I've never read it before, so I have no nostalgia associated with it. And I, I just didn't really vibe with me. Like, I don't know. I didn't really enjoy it. Not from even like a it's poorly written perspective. I just didn't really connect with the characters. I didn't love the premise a ton. Um, and so it was hard for me to really get invested in it. And that's nothing against the author. That's nothing against, you know, the writing. It's just I just don't think it was for me. So when mm -hmm. I was watching the movie, I definitely had like a very objective. This is the differences. But I didn't really like either kind of deal. Mm hmm. So I remember the first time I read it, I was as I was reading it. I got first. I thought it was really cool. And then like the more it got into the. Oh, but this is like a test community and there's all. The, and then I was just like, uh, now this is getting too much like every other um, book in this genre. Dystopian where it's like um, novel. Dystopian where it's like very similar to like, I don't know. It just it started to feel too similar to like Hunger Games. Mm. And um, there's another series that I read. Oh, and um, like the pretty Ugly, oh, yeah, the uglies, whatever, like pretties, uglies, perfects or whatever that series. It, it just started to feel like they all started to feel just too similar. <laughs> like, But they're YA novels all in the dystopian realm. So I guess I shouldn't be surprised that they, they start to have similar like plot points and stuff. But um, I will give Veronica Roth props because major spoiler alert uh, she kills her main character, which is one of like what? the huge rules of writing that you're not supposed what? to do. <laughs> Why would you spoil that? You know, I haven't read it. Just you, you don't know which character I ta I'm talking about yet. There's more than one main character. <laughs> Still. Yeah. There's not that many main yeah. characters. There's like one. Well, you've only read the first book. Oh, Keep okay. reading. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> But it, it's like that's something where I'm like, OK, I'll give Veronica Roth like. She was brave. She's 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 brave. Right. I think um, the only other person I can think of that like really kills a lot of their characters, like main characters is uh, George R.R. R. Martin in his Game of Thrones. Series. Well, yeah, he kills. Lots he of kills. Main characters. He kills a lot of people. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of his thing. It's kind of his thing. So. 
Um, it's not as surprising when he does it because it's normal. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get into the spiel then for yes. Divergent. So Divergent, the first book was published in 2011. And then that first movie came out in 2014. That's really quick. That's and especially again, when you think about when they start making movies, I yeah, think this it's is the quickest turnaround we've seen. Usually it's like five years. At the minimum, five years. I think I think we've seen like a three or four year one. Five years. Oh, wow. Twilight was another one that was short, actually. Twilight was 2005 and then 2008. Yeah. So one of the shortest turnarounds Mm -hmm. for sure. Um, Where I don't know. I don't again. I didn't I don't think I read it. Right when it came out, I think I read it like a year later, maybe even like two years later. Um, after I, I know I read it after more than one book was out. So because I remember I read Divergent and I could immediately start reading Insurgent. Can you at least still hear me? No, I couldn't. <laughs> it was like oh. <laughs> yellow and weird looking. Hmm, fun. Well, I was just saying that I definitely didn't read it when it first came out. Mm. It was definitely after more than one book was out. Um, And then, like, the movie was out very quickly after that. So I was going to say something else, but I lost my train of thought. So whatever. Um, Okay, our little spiel here. So director of uh, Veronica Roth's Divergent, the first movie, was Neil Berger. The screenplay was written by Evan Doherty, 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 Doherty. I don't know why I'm really struggling to say that name right now. And Vanessa Taylor. The original music was done by Junkie XL. (laughs) Yep. First time I've ever heard of that name. All righty. He sounds more like a DJ than like somebody. But I guess when you think of some of the music in the movie. They tried to be more modern with it rather than like Mm -hmm. a traditional composer. Yeah. Um, and then casting was done by Venus Kanani and Mary Vernieu. 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 Verneau, maybe. Again, weird spelling. Who knows? <laughs> um, so that's our little lineup there. Um, I personally didn't think the movie was that bad. I mean, I definitely still have grievances yeah. when we get into it. But, yeah. Um, I wasn't like super like I'm not mad at any of those people, really. I don't know. Maybe I will be once we start talking about things more and I get there's into a, it. There's a, there's a couple. <laughs> there's a couple things. But yeah, I don't know if I'm like definitely not as passionate about this one as I have been about other ones yeah. that we've done. OK, sorry. I just keep yawning and I can't not yawn, I guess. And now you're making um, me yawn. <sighs> sorry. It is almost 11 o'clock at night for me when we're recording this. So it's, it's almost seven o'clock for me. So I'm just tired. <laughs> Okie dokie. So um, little spiel, right, about what this book is about. So this book is about um, our main character, Christina, is what her name is in the beginning. No, it's not. And then, isn't it? Yes, no. it is. Christina's her friend, I thought. That's how she gets Triss. 
No, that's... She shortens her name. It's not Christina, though, because there is a Tina. I don't know. She has a different name in the beginning. I just know I just know of her as Triss at this point. I can't even remember what her original name was. Also, we've had so many um, interruptions and things where we've had to push back recording this that it's now been like weeks since I actually finished reading the book. Beatrice. So. Oh, is it Beatrice? Beatrice no, is her name. Where because there Christina? is because there Christina. Is a Christina. That's yeah. why. She's played That's by why. Zoe okay. Kravitz. Sorry. Beatrice. She's played by Zoe Kravitz? I didn't know that. <laughs> You didn't realize that? Oh, yeah. No, no, I didn't realize that. Anyway, Beatrice is what her name is in the beginning. Just kidding. Not Christina. Um, again, these summaries never make sense and are always weird. So go with it. Yep. Um, she lives in a dystopian world that where society is divided into factions and each faction is like all about like a very specific um, what's the word? Trait, like um, attribute trait. or yeah. virtue, virtue maybe. Um, so she's born into abnegation, which their like virtue is selflessness. Um, and her and her brother, um, you're born into a specific faction, but then when you reach a certain age, I think it's sixteen. I thought it was 18. In the book, I think it's 16. No, the book, that's that's a difference between the book and the movie. Oh, okay. I'm pretty sure in the book it's 16, but in the movie they aged them all up. No, I thought that they were 18 because they didn't want, she didn't want any of that weird, uh, like, dating a minor stuff between four. That's because they aged four up a lot in the movie, too. Now I gotta look this up. Four, right. I, I'm pretty sure in the book... Tris is 16 and four is 18, which is not like a big deal age difference wise. It's like a sophomore dating a senior. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah. Beatrice is a stubborn and smart 16 year old girl, according to okay. Spark so Notes. At 16, <laughs> going back to the, the summary that I was trying to do. <laughs> um, at 16. Yes. Tobias is 18. Um, that's when people like okay. devote themselves to a specific faction. Right. So you don't necessarily have to stay in the faction you were born into. Um, however, like when you choose one that you are not born into, it's always like, ooh, whoa, ooh, they chose something different. What? Um, <coughs> sorry. Um, so. She and her brother are the children of like the head of the abnegation faction and so it's like very highly expected that both of them will stay in abnegation however to everyone's shock and surprise both of them like defect i guess is a word you could use um and she chooses dauntless which are like their virtue is like bravery and fearlessness the and her brother people. picks erudite which is like all about intelligence and knowledge like that's their fact that's what they love and are all about and as they choose different factions it like opens up like this different part of their society that shows like the distrust between certain factions and um like this brewing kind of I guess war, if you, I can't think of a different word really to, to, to describe it. Yeah, it's like, like it's, yeah. Under, like, yeah, it's pre-war, but it's brewing under the surface uh, between specific factions. Um, 
And it all comes to a head when she realizes that she can't be and doesn't really want to be just one thing. And they you learn that people like her, she's not the only one, are considered divergents because they they can't just be and focus and dedicate to one to one um, aspect or virtue or whatever. Um, and so it creates a bunch of it basically makes the for by the end of the book, the society collapses in a sense, an entire faction basically gets hunted down and thrown out. And um, it's a lot. But don't worry, because she <laughs> falls in love. So, <laughs> so there's that um, because it's a YA novel. And of course, that has to be an aspect of it. So um, there's my real crappy uh, summary. Yes, yeah. <laughs> With a couple interruptions in it. But you're welcome. You get... You get the uh, you get the, the gist. gist if it's been a while since you've read it or seen it. So <laughs> with that said, you went first when we talked about Aragon forever ago, because, again, it's been a while. It's, we've had it's, things it's happen. It's been a minute. It's been um, a minute. <laughs> and so I get to go first this time. And because it's been a minute, a reminder to everyone that we go in three, two, one fashion of our grievances, starting with the thing that bothered us the least to the thing that bothered us the most. Or if you're new here, you know, just so you understand how we how we organize this. OK, so my number three is a grievance. It's an actual grievance. Um, so despite <laughs> what I made it sound like in my summary, <laughs> um, it's a society. It's still a society of people that all work and live together. Um, but I feel like in the movie, you you don't you wouldn't really know that mm -hmm. because the movie, I feel like, really pushes this really huge, strong faction division right from the beginning uh -huh. where in the book, like they still all go to school together you have friends from different factions, like, you know, people from different factions. It's not like you live, breathe and die everything in just your faction. Like the society wouldn't work that way. Like there are different jobs and different things that come from the different areas and different factions of the society. And, it, and it's it's just one city. I think it's like Chicago or something. I don't know. It used to be Chicago. Obviously, it's not Chicago anymore because it's dystopian. But, um, but Chicago. But I think essentially I think Chicago. Chicago. You know, but like Chicago's really big, but it's not like the entire United States. You know yeah. what I mean? Like they're essentially a self-governing city. Like that's it. Because at this point, they have like this fence, and then they have like the borders where. Um, and they have like farmland and stuff where Amity kind of live and, and, and do their thing. But like nobody goes past that point. Like that's their whole world is just this area. So there couldn't be huge dividing lines between the factions already or society would have already collapsed and it wouldn't be working. Mm -hmm. And so I don't know. I just I didn't like how from the very beginning and just kind of through the whole thing, there were very divided. It was just super divisive. Whereas it's not supposed to be this obvious 
of course we're different. Of course we can't get along kind of thing. Like I said, it's, it's this underlying tension that you wouldn't even know is there at first. Mm-hmm. And the only reason Tris does realize it's there is because she finds out she's divergent, which means she's in danger. So then she's like paranoid, more on edge and on the lookout for things basically. And that's when she starts to notice these tensions and, and, you know, the rising paranoia of like the erudite lady. I can't remember her name right now. And yeah, it's, it's not like a huge thing. Hence why it's my number three. One of the, one of the big things I noticed in the movie where I was just like, this doesn't make sense. (laughs) Like, Well, even with like the scene where her mom visits her and it's supposed to be like, visiting day like a very official like everyone's doing it everyone knows but it's yeah, happening but the movie makes it look it's like, like this secretive meeting hush no one knows yeah, and she's where like, were you i shouldn't be here i'm breaking rules it's like, like no that's official everyone knows that she's there you can you don't just because you choose a different faction doesn't mean you give up your family like doesn't mean you have to it's still like you still interact with and do things with other people in the society obviously you'd have to that's how communities work like so i don't know i was just that was another scene that bothered me where i was like why is her mom visiting all secret secret hush hush like yeah that doesn't make sense so they added drama same when (laughs) she like uh like sneaks out to see her brother like same thing like it's just weird yeah like she's allowed to do that maybe i mean i think it it is like you're supposed to go at specific times or whatever but it's not such this big deal like treasonous thing just because you still have a relationship of some kind with somebody outside of the faction that you've chosen kind of thing so that's my number three okay nice Uh, Mine, I is, again, not a full on grievance, just like, you know, something that I definitely noticed is like the film is rated PG-13. And the book, I think, gets away with some stuff because it's like you're not visibly seeing it and it's like in writing. So I understand why the movie had to make some changes to like kind of tone some stuff down a little bit. Um, cause otherwise the movie probably would have been a bit more intense, a bit more graphic, a bit more, yeah, a lot of things. Um, so like the, the scene that like definitely comes to mind is like the scene where she gets kid kidnapped and then like groped and almost like yeah. raped and like, it's not a good scene. And then the movie is way tamed down where they just like grab her and try to push her over the edge and like that's it mm-hmm. and so like i'm Still not traumatic yeah but slightly less traumatic yeah <laughs> um and like i on the one hand i'm like yeah that makes sense i get that um and i understand like I'm not mad necessarily about that change, but then uh-huh. it's like she still has this one of her fears is like a fear of physical intimacy and stuff that's like very big in the book and then like all this stuff happens to her and it's like yeah that is like there's a lot going on there but when you take that out of the movie it just kind of makes that fear of physical intimacy feel very like kind of 
thrown in and you're like, eh, you probably could have just left it out entirely. Like, it's just well, kind of they do like- leave out a bunch of her fears. In the book, she has exactly. seven. So why didn't in they the leave movie, out that she one? She only has five. Yeah, I don't know. Well, why didn't they leave out that one? <laughs> like, if you're going to take it out, just take the whole thing out. They like did it like kind of half and half. And I just don't think it worked yeah. super well. Yep. I can see that. But it's just one of those things that I can see why they we every time we talk about a movie adaptation, right, we can see the reasoning behind some of the de- the decisions and behind some of the changes. Mm-hmm. But then there's those that don't make sense. So do 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 do. Is that basically everything for your number three? Yeah, I mean, it's just like that was just the one that came to mind. There were a few other changes that they definitely made to make, you know, the fights less gruesome. And but I, I again, I'm not necessarily oh, well, and they, and they mad completely about it. Skip what's his bucket stabbing that guy in his eye. Yeah, which yeah. that would be a, a little graphic. So I'm not mad that I didn't see a guy get stabbed in the eye. It was just a difference that I definitely noticed. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so then my number two is the idea around divergence in general. Um, and this is a very common difference that we see in book to movie adaptations where the book is first person. Because obviously you can't really do a yep. movie from that yep. perspective easily. Um, so in the book, right, like you're you're not given like a name for what she is right away right it's you're kind of learning with her like oh i'm different mm-hmm. oh my test didn't work why didn't it work but in the movie it's like what's her bucket tells her everything right yeah, away. right away <laughs> i think it's christina it's who like tells her she immediately is told like the test didn't work on you it's called being a divergent blah blah blah, yeah. blah. And, like just like explains all of it like and um that's not that's not how it is at all <laughs> um like at all so that bothered me a lot mm-hmm. like especially yeah. when i watched the movie the first time and it still kind of bothered me this time around where it's like you're not even i don't know like a quarter of the way through the movie like it, it happens like in the first 10 minutes i want to say it's, and it's just it like you're feel, divergent you're yeah. different and it's like okay well what's the point of the rest of the movie then because the book is her learning that she's different trying to figure out why she's different Mm -hmm. why she's like what's the underlying cause she's not really told much information on like where she'd be safest which is why she chooses dauntless because she's like maybe because they're always doing like fearless things it'll be easy to hide that i'm different there or whatever you know like but it's it's her figuring things out along the way. Mm-hmm. And I feel like in the movie, it's just like told to you and told to her. And she doesn't have to learn It feels a little anticlimactic in comparison. You're like, oh, OK. Because it's like in the book, <laughs> after she chooses Dauntless, right? The I'm really struggling with remembering names right now, guys. Sorry. Um, 
But the person who did her test, like the volunteer who administered her test, her aptitude test, I think is what it's called. She was a member of Dauntless. So after she picks Dauntless and has like been there for a little bit, she goes and finds her and has like another conversation with her where she learns that her, the, the late, the girl, this is really difficult to talk about when I can't remember freaking names. Um, <laughs> what? What are you talking what about? What was her name? Christina? The, the, the huh? Her friend or what? the the bad chick? No, the lady who gave the aptitude test and then she finds her later. She's the tattoo artist. She ends up giving her her tattoos. Oh, I thought that was Christina. Anyway, but I don't know. They the, all the tattoo lady. I'm just going to call her the tattoo lady because this is really bothering me. And I but that's a way to single her away from Tris. Tattoo lady tells Tris that her brother, as in tattooed lady's brother, was also Tor divergent. Tori. 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 That's what it was. OK, yes. Tori's brother was also divergent and was killed essentially because of it under mysterious circumstances. She's you know what exactly I just what realized? Happened. Sorry, I just had this moment of going, no wonder it's so confusing. Tris, Tori, Tina are like Tina, three yeah, of the no, main girls. Yeah. <laughs> Tobias, anyway. Yeah, so um, many T's. A lot of T names. But anyway, so it's like she learns and she's again, like there's no concrete answers. Mm -hmm. about who doesn't like the divergence, why they get like tracked down and like disappear. Like they don't, they don't know clear answers. They just know like being different like that in this society is dangerous and it's dangerous for you kind of thing. And it's like this really cool conversation that she has with Tori after she picks Dauntless. But the movie just like, again, just speeds things yeah. up and rushes things and just like, Boom, there it is. No suspense. No, no, nothing. I'm going to tell you exactly what it is you are in the first 10 minutes. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I just didn't it's, like. I don't, it felt like they almost didn't trust their audience in the movie. Like, it felt like they're like, we need to tell you exactly what's going on. Otherwise, you're not going to follow. When I feel like that's kind of yeah. assuming the worst and assuming that your audience can't keep up with the little mysteries. Well, especially because majority of your audience has probably read the books. So, yeah. Do better, Hollywood. Anyway, um, so that's my number two in a nutshell, I guess. Fair enough. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's very similar to my number two, so I'll just kind of play off of that. Um, which was. I think that's the exact same as my number two. Did you look at mine? Did you forget what mine were? I told no, I sent you mine first. No, you didn't. My number two was finding out about the divergence. OK, mine is just first person for point of view versus the movie not being able to get first point point of view. And I feel like you I, talked I, a lot about that. I barely briefly mentioned that. No, right. I barely briefly mentioned that. I mostly talked about the divergent issue okay. at hand. Fair enough, fair enough, fair <laughs> enough. OK, so more on the first person point of view versus the movie. It's just, I guess, like hearing Triss's inner thoughts especially in this um I don't not the whole world but like in the de dauntless faction um how like fears are such like a big thing that they tackle I feel like seeing it in a third person point of view like watching it you just don't really connect with it as much whereas when you're like reading it through Triss's point of view it's like 
those fears you're seeing it how yeah Mm -hmm. it's like a lot more intense it's like being afraid of heights your light just turned off yeah sorry it's a weird light i'm okay here we go (laughs) now it's frozen oh no and now i can't see you okay (laughs) oh you're back okay continue we're good (laughs) what happened I don't know. <laughs> Is Denver having like solar flares? What's going on? No, I just probably I live in an old house. Mm. Okay. Um. Anyways, so it's like being afraid of heights versus like being with a friend who's afraid of heights. And it's like, yeah, you obviously like it's a totally different experience. And so. It's still interesting to watch Tris conquer her fears in the movie, but it's just not quite the same as like reading it and reading about her finding out about being a divergent and coming to grips with that. And then like, especially when her family dies, like seeing her process that in her Mm -hmm. mind, it's just I felt a lot more connected to Tris in the book than I did in the movie. That's for sure. I mean, I didn't love her as a character in either, but I definitely liked her more in the book just because I could at least like see her thought process compared to the yeah. movie where I just felt like she was just like impulsive and kind of dumb and I just kind of didn't like her. Oh, <laughs> that's funny. I can see. But that's she. Her personality is not like yours at all, though. So, no, I can understand how that would bother you. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah I mean we we mentioned this very frequently like this was a a big thing I remember we talked about this quite a bit in Hunger Games we touched on it also I think in Twilight just Uh it's really hard to capture a lot of the feelings and emotions from a first person perspective book when you you can't really tell a movie from first person it's just it's different yeah and like i'm curious to see like with the new percy jackson disney plus series how that's gonna go because the percy jackson series is in first person but i know rick is like on set for all of the filming and stuff so i'm like curious if they'll be able to do a better job but i i feel like i've yet to watch a, a movie based on a first person book and feel like they really captured it yeah it's difficult when you can't see or you know be there with the character's thoughts all the time so yes that is my number t number two my lord so then uh i guess honorable mentions Mm -hmm. we kind of already mentioned one which is also another i i I chose not to talk about it this time because i feel like i talk about it a lot it always bothers me when they change the ages yeah, yeah, especially because they made him so much older. They like, well, yeah, because in the book, they're only two 18, years apart. And when they choose, yeah, and when they choose, you know, they're 16, which means in the two years that he has been there, he's he's risen, worked like, his way up the ladder that much. And yeah. it, like is that respected? Yeah. In two years. Whereas they make him he's, older. I don't know how much older. He's 24 in the say, movie. Do they so say that anywhere? six years older. Yeah. 
It's dumb. Um, I don't know. It's not... I really do like the actors they chose. But, again, not always a fan of them changing the ages. Yeah, it's nothing against the actors. I also mentioned... They didn't choose it. No. And then I also mentioned already the... Um, the they well so here's here's the reason why this bothers me is four is like so renowned in Dauntless because he only has four fears yes and then in the movie they go and give Triss five <laughs> in the book she has seven like and I think they even talk about how like wow seven that's not bad like a lot of people have like nine or ten fears like. Yeah, think about how many things you're the afraid fact of. That he only, <laughs> yeah, the fact that four only has four is, like, amazing. Like, it was mm -hmm. super shocking to everybody that he only had four. So then go, yeah, let's go ahead and give Trish just one more than that. Like, no, like, most people don't even come anywhere close to just having four fears. Mm -hmm. So even her having seven in the book, people are like, wow, only seven. That's not bad, you know? Like, um... So that's a little annoying. Um, I mean, there's lots of changes. The aptitude test itself isn't the same from the book to the movie. Um, like the different trials, I guess you would say they are, that she she goes through in the test isn't the same. Yeah, yeah, that was definitely one that I noticed was um, they like changed it. Because that, that was one thing where like they made it seem like in the test she like had to make it more subtle like find like things within the world like she finds like the rake uh, I think it's a rake on the ground to shoo the birds like it's like more mm -hmm. natural ways to like get rid of the fears compared to in the book she's just like all right, yeah, let's summon this or whatever, because it's yeah, like... Yeah, or I'll just not do it at all. You know, yeah. like, just different things, yeah. And then, what's your... Are you going to talk about the final test? I can't remember if you're talking about the final test or not. No, I sent you my three, even if it was weeks How ago. long ago? How long ago was that? <laughs> I'm not talking about the final test. I don't think you did send me your three. Yes, I did. I definitely I did. You definitely didn't. I'm going through. Um, you definitely did not, but thanks. I definitely did. And they're, again, right there for you. Oh, okay. You <sighs> did not send me that, but thank you. Okay. Well, good thing we haven't had overlaps then. I could have sworn I did. No, you definitely um, did let's not. Let's see. Other differences. Um, so the the main thing I was going to say is the last... Triss's tattoos are the different. The last test... Like, the last fear after she, like, wakes up. I feel like it's a really big one. And the change that they made is huge. Because in the book, she kills herself rather than killing her family. In the movie, they imply that she killed her family. Yeah, and I'm like, that's that a, a huge change. difference in Triss's character. Which I think is another reason I didn't like her as much in the movie. Because I was like, wow, heartless. <laughs> Killing your family. Yeah. Like, even if but you she know does it it's a test. She thinks that that is because she knows she's being watched. And from what she learned going through the fearscape with four is you have to do what you but they would think a dauntless would do. 
Like, you can't you do c- what you would actually do. You have to do what a Dauntless but would do. But in the book, she doesn't know. do that. Weird. So I, I just, I you didn't know. like that change. Yeah. So, do, 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 do. I mean, I'm just looking at my notes, but... Um, there's, there's, there's a lot of, obviously there's a lot, but there's one more that I was going to, oh, we kind of touched on this where they tried to make it even like more futuristic than it needed to be. Like, um, when they were doing, when they do capture the flag in the book, they're literally just using paintball guns. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Not these like fancy futuristic simulates an actual gunshot wound gun like yeah. the pain of a gunshot wound i don't so know what intense. it is that they use i don't know what they call them but it's like okay that's a little much we've mentioned other differences here and there too but i think that's about everything that i would mention for honorable mentions yeah i think those were like there's a lot of stuff where again yeah it was just hyped up for the drama it felt like i don't think i have anything else to add Okay, cool. Then shall I go into my number one? Go for it. So my number one is actually an anti-grievance. And it's Triss and Four's relationship. I am actually, like, granted, like, this isn't, like, one of my favorite books of all time. They're not one of my favorite couples of all time. But watching this movie, I can understand why so many people are obsessed with Triss and Four. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like um, Theo James and Shailene Woodley play off of each other so well. And I think that they definitely have like very real chemistry that you can see on screen. And it's not just in the romance scenes. And once they're obviously romantically interested, but like even before that, when they first meet when it's, you know, that scene um, when I think they're in like the mess hall for the first time and he's like, what makes you think you can talk to me? And she just like responds as if it's nothing, like she's not afraid of him at all or intimidated at all kind of thing. And it's just I feel like they do capture that relationship really, really well and that those actors were cast perfectly. Because I did really like the I actors. did. I did love I loved watching them work together, despite the differences, despite how the fact that, yes, not every scene was exactly the same. Right. Maybe some things were moved around and a little bit out of order. But like, oh, my gosh, like especially like the the scene at the end. Well, not like the very end, but close to the end, um, right when um, Janine, that's her name, right? The erudite leader person. I think who's so. The head yes. of, who basically yes. creates all the, the bad, badness. The bad guy? <laughs> once they've, once they've, because basically when they, you know, do the thing where they're mind controlling all of Dauntless mm-hmm. and the only people they can't mind control are Divergence, right? And both Triss and Four aren't affected, right? Yeah. But then they get to like the erudite place because they're, they're, they're going there to try and shut it all down. And then um, four gets taken and like injected with something that like does work because then you 
Yeah, that that seemed that seemed dumb. Anyway, I don't understand everything, the background behind it. But anyway, that scene where it's like she kind of like she kind of fights back a little bit, but only like she never attacks. Right. It's only like blocking things and trying to get him to let go of her or stop hurting her. But then she eventually is just like, it's okay, It's okay. I love you. It's okay. I love you. Like, I love you. Like, it's it's me. It's me. It's me. That that scene in the movie like I think mirrored the book so well and was portrayed so closely to what the book actually was. And like, I felt that and like they acted so like their acting in that scene is beautiful. Like it's amazing. And yeah, that, that scene just gets me. And then like he, he wakes up and it's obviously there's differences because like Janine doesn't stick around in the book, whereas she does in the movie and stuff like it's there's still differences there obviously but like their relationship and the chemistry and just how they play and act off of each other in the movie is just super impressive and I enjoyed it like that's definitely something I enjoy like you you don't always get that kind of chemistry between even like love interests on screen Mm -hmm. you can tell that you can tell that actors try don't get me wrong but like i i'm gonna throw hunger games out there again the hunger games movies (laughs) i never felt between katniss and Peeta. oh yeah no ever no the movies were yeah they were rough when it came to like any sort of romantic feeling chemistry i definitely felt like there were strong friendship feelings between katniss and Peeta in the movies Never got anything beyond that from those characters, from those actors, right? Even but with Candace and Gale in the movies, even I with Gale, it was just rough. Like, I'm not saying that the actors didn't get along. Like, obviously they did. Like, obviously they tried. It was an A for effort. But mm-hmm. like, not every actor couple, right? Not every couple of actors that get thrown together will have this kind have of that chemistry. chemistry. Yeah, and re- and I just. It was really good. And I had to talk about it because it was impressive. And like I mentioned, while, yes, this movie had its differences from its from the book. And yeah, some of those differences really bothered me. Overall, I don't think this movie was a horrible adaptation from the book. And I actually think that this relationship was a huge reason why. (laughs) I think I'm yes, I'm a little worried going forward because i've heard not great things about the rest of the series but from what i've heard a lot of people (laughs) almost consider a lot of people consider divergent both the book and the movie like almost standalone because it like has a cute ending where like they're like together and they're gonna go off and you can almost just like Mm -hmm. imagine what you will and just call it like that's the end good yeah (laughs) i'm like i i get that i could see that so, um, so that's my number one. It's an actual, it's actually an anti-grievance. That's fair. So. Um, my number one is, a, is a grievance. Um, kind of, I don't, <laughs> mm, I don't know. Take it as you will. I can't decide if I'm mad about it or not, but essentially I just feel like okay. they, they took Peter's character and really just made him way less sucky <laughs> in the movie. Which again, yeah. 
It's like, how much do you want to hate him? Like, in the book, he sucks. Like, a lot. No, they almost make him act as almost like comic relief at times. Yeah, the they movie. like try to make it more like he's like, like, like trying a to joke rival. with them. Yeah. Playful like, rival, except that he still tries to literally throw her off the cliff. Yeah, but it's like almost <laughs> you're almost like, oh, yeah, he's just competitive and like he's a little crazy. But <laughs> whereas in the he's book, you're like, no, that guy's a psychopath. Like, no, he's a <laughs> like, that psychopath guy needs, in the book. He, he needs is, to be taken down. <laughs> holy crap. He takes it way too seriously. He's the worst. Like, you hate him the in the book. And it's interesting because he's like, he's not even like the villain or anything, you know, like he's just some bully. Essentially. Am I the villain? I don't think I'm the villain. <laughs> I think that that would be him. He, he doesn't That's think him. he's yeah. the villain, but he is. But he is. He's a but not the, not the main, main villain. villain. He's not Janine. No, that's Janine. He's not even working no. with Janine, which is kind of funny. But he still is just so mean and so awful and so ruthless. And yeah, then, yeah, you, I watched the uh, I watched the movie and I was like, hmm, OK, <laughs> he doesn't suck quite so much. And then but I think maybe part of that was because in the movie, they're like, eh, he's not the main villain. We don't have to put that much into him. Yeah. You know? I also wonder if it's because it's Miles Teller and like. Yeah. Who is great. And I do really like him. Yeah. So. <laughs> I just watched the new Top Gun and I was like, oh, there. Yeah. This is a better role for him. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I think it was like. Just and he is like, he's a funny guy and he does play a lot of roles where he is goofy and funny and yeah. is a love interest or the love interest best friend kind of guy. Like he's he is that in a lot of things. So, yeah. I and know. I I just didn't get that from. From him in this movie. But again, it was like, it's Miles Teller. I almost didn't want to hate him. So I was like, Mm -hmm. okay. But it's funny because when you look at the like divergent fandom and the description of Peter's character, it says he's like a central antagonist. And throughout the course of the first. Oh, it's one of Triss's mortal enemies. Like, it's like (laughs) they like are like he's. The worst and i was like that is true in the book definitely not true in the movie i would not call them mortal enemies in the movie at all he's just like a jerk and a bully um so That's again funny. i don't i don't know if it's mortal enemies <laughs> mortal enemy um i don't know if it's a huge grievance just because i don't know like how much it fully affected the story overall but it definitely was a big, big difference between the book and the movie and one of the biggest ones that I noticed. So I put it as my mm-hmm. number one. Yeah, I can get behind that. And that well, is that. That's about it for our our feelings and thoughts. Yes. Um, now to share your thoughts. I know we had some. Um, we should have opened these up earlier. I forgot because I believe we got some on Facebook 
and on Instagram. So I'm on I'm Facebook. On, what do you want? I'm on Instagram. Perfect. Okay. So we didn't get any comments on Instagram, but I think we got messages. I thought, I thought we got. I thought we got. I thought somebody filled in the little answer question thing in our story. Oh, uh, was it a story response? Maybe. Oh, we have two comments on Facebook. Maybe they're both on Facebook. No, I thought we got a message on Instagram. I thought so too. From we um, ship it. You Didn't they that. send us one? Yes, here it is. Yeah, it's okay. like super long. Like, Could have sworn we had a couple. Okay, so I'll read one, then you read that one, and then I'll read the other one from Facebook. How about that? I'm still looking on Instagram because we might have had a second one. Okay, well I'll start. So this one comes from our Facebook. Um, this is Daily M, and she says. This was the first book Devin read before seeing the movie, and he was so angry that Edward was deleted entirely. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, Edward. We don't even talk about that. Edward. I forgot <laughs> He's the guy about who loses him. his eye. <laughs> because they completely removed that scene. He becomes factionless, doesn't he? Doesn't he end up leaving? He doesn't die, but I, he like. I don't. I've read this book once, he and comes it was a back few weeks later. ago. I don't remember. He comes back later. When you learn oh, more about the factionless. But anyway, that's a good point. We don't we didn't even talk about that. Edward, there's a couple characters that are completely omitted. So do you want to read your the yes. one you found at least? I'll read the one I found at least. Um, this is from We Ship It podcast. One of them. Steph and Devin, you really got to sign it. <laughs> you guys never sign who sends them in when you send them from your podcast page. <laughs> so one of them said, I'm really trying to scratch my brain here, but is there anything that they did right? <laughs> Maybe some of the casting was decent, but the directing and writing of the story did not aid them. It lacked storytelling and real emotion. I remember waiting for this movie to come out. I hadn't read the book yet, but it's oh, wait, just kidding. This is the wrong one. I'm lying. I was going to say, like, no, wait, wasn't was this like, their message about on. Aragon? Yeah, that's a message about Aragon. I thought that there was another one. Maybe it was a response. You can cut that out. Chop, 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 yeah, chop. Just, honestly, I probably won't chop that out because it's funny. And no, chop, 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 chop. Who's got time for that? I was like, you have to, like, wait go a to second. Archive. I was like, wait a second, dragons? No, that's a different one. <laughs> You go to archive and then you go to yeah. You go to archive and then you swipe up. Yep, I found it. If you do that, but how do you view the whole thing? You have to click as if you're replying to it. There we go. <laughs> this one is from. Uh, this one's real. Okay. <laughs> yes, this one's from Sam Keenan Keenanberry. Sam Keenanberry on Instagram. And they said, why is Triss's hair always perfect, even after doing all the training? <laughs> movie magic. That is a fair point. And she I does, wish movie magic She does wasn't, have great I hair. Wish, I wish they'd be a little bit more realistic with that. Honestly, like, she just jumped off of a freaking building. And then she, like, lands on this net thing and her hair looks great. And she goes down the zip yeah. line and her hair looks great. And she's been fighting people and her hair looks great. <laughs> like, let's have a little bit more realism. Yeah. And then it's. I mean, shout out to her hair doing a lot of work in this movie, because from what I've seen, it doesn't do a lot of work in the other movies because they chop it off. And it. That's because that's what happens in the choice. 
I know, but it's a it's choice. It's not a choice. They're following the book. You'll, it's a you'll choice on that actress. You read the next one. It's a it's a well, choice on that actress. I think she was brave if they because I think she did actually cut her hair, and it's like, I know I would Good really struggle her. to do that. I like my hair, <laughs> but it was nice but. seeing her with the long hair in this one. Yeah. Um, okay, last one. This is also from Facebook. This is from Allie L. Thank you, Allie. She says, oh, man, where to begin? This is probably the best book out of the whole series. Take that as you want. Second book seems to struggle with which direction it wants to go until it finally lands on one. And it's just, hmm, okay. Third book we just don't talk about. (laughs) With the first book, I loved Triss and Four together. I was craving it and couldn't wait until they had more moments alone. I feel with the first movie, they really didn't do that terrible of a job with bringing the book to life. I do actually like that they made Peter not as terrible in the movie than he was in the book. He was still a bad guy, but I felt he did a lot more terrible things in the book. And the movie had him be a little less vicious because he didn't stab anyone in the eye. (laughs) So for the first book slash movie, not too many complaints. Okay, and I would agree that this first one's the best one. So granted, I that's what I've heard. She even just said we don't talk about the third one. Honestly, I had reason to not want to finish, obviously. Yeah. So. It'll be very interesting when we get there. Yes. So uh, next week we will have a mini sode. And then we will have uh, and then we will cover Insurgent. So if you want to keep reading and watching along with us. And if you have fan faux pause for the next book slash movie, um, go let us know on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter. Um, or you can email us at tbwbpodcast at gmail.com. Otherwise, I think that's that's about it, right? Oh, we have to ask yeah. the age old question. Yeah, that's an Was important part. Better? Yeah, that's a book. That's um, an important part of this thing. Was the book better? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think so. The book was still yeah. better. The book yeah, was still better, so. definitely. Yeah. But the movie was still good. Like this movie, I didn't, I didn't, I would watch it again. Like, yeah, I didn't hate it. Bad. It was decent. So. Decent. I didn't love it, it but okay. it was all right. I didn't love it. I just don't think it's your jam, but. It's okay. not. It's really not. It's not. So otherwise. Um, well. Yeah, just tune in next week. Yeah. I mean, I we're really bad at doing this, but if you have been enjoying our chaotic podcasts and stuff as of late, we would love and appreciate any liking, subscribing or commenting or sharing or and whatever reviewing. you can do on whatever platform you listen to it on or on social. Yeah, Spotify does reviews and ratings and things for podcasts now. So... Obviously, it's always been a part of Apple Podcasts, but if you listen on Spotify, you can now also rate and review and such on on Spotify. So or on Google Podcasts or really anywhere you listen, Stitcher, all those things. So. So we appreciate it. Thank you for listening. And with that, we hope that you have a great week. And don't forget to read.